That's it. That was your cue. What was my cue? That right there. You're supposed to say, Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. That's right. Then you say, Myths from Around the World. Myths from Around the World. Okay, and a stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast. A stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast? Well, where are we? How are we going to get home? I'm going to get scared. Everything will be all right, trust me. Oh, and this is our submission for the Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. The Third Voyage of Sinbad the Sailor Part 1 of 2 Having rested for a space in Baghdad, where I lived surrounded by every happiness and delight, I began again to experience that restless desire for travel and commerce which had drawn me forth on my former voyages. When the desire grew so great that I could no longer withstand it, I set out with a large stock of merchandise and arrived at the city of El-Bashra, where I took ship, together with a goodly company of merchants and others of high-standing repute. For many days we sailed outward, buying and selling among the islands, until, one day, while we were in the midst of the ocean, a storm descended upon us and blew the ship out of its course. The wind continued from one quarter with great violence, and for a day and a night we were hurled before it. When morning came, it abated, and the master of the ship looked forth on every hand to ascertain where we were. Suddenly he uttered a loud cry and plucked at his beard. God preserve us, he said. The gale hath driven us to an evil fate. See, yonder is the mountain of the apes. None hath ever come here and escaped. We looked and beheld a high mountain on an island, and, while we were gazing at it, and wondering where lay the danger at so great a distance, behold, the sea around us was swarming with apes, which had swum out from the island. They were hideous black beasts, not of large size, but of malignant aspect, and so great was their number that we were powerless to stand against them. They climbed up the sides of the ship and seized upon the ropes, which they severed with their sharp teeth, so that the sails were powerless and the vessel drifted with the tide and the wind to the shore. There we were seized by the apes and set on land, after which they returned to the ship and bent fresh ropes and set sail, and departed over the sea we knew not whither. But we ceased to wonder at the manner of their goings, for we were in a desperate plight, since all sailors feared the mountain of the apes, and no ship would ever approach the island to rescue us. In our wanderings through the island, eating of its fresh fruits and drinking of its streams, we came at length to an open space in which stood a house of gigantic size. The walls and the folding doors of ebony were very loft, and when we walked into an immense apartment, for the doors were open, we found everything within it of a corresponding size. The cooking utensils were large enough to cook an ox whole. On the couch at the upper end, a hundred men might sit with comfort, but no occupant could we find, so we seated ourselves and rested for a while, and then we slept. It was about sunset when we were awakened suddenly by a loud noise and a trembling of the earth, and lo, we beheld coming from the further end of the apartment a gigantic being in the shape of a man. 
His skin was black. His eyes blazed like fire. Two gleaming tusks protruded from his great mouth. His enormous ears drooped to his shoulders, and his nails were like the sharp claws of a beast of prey. We were stricken with fear at the approach of this frightful being, so that we could neither move nor cry out while he advanced to the couch and deposed his huge limbs thereupon. Then, turning his head, he caught sight of us and arose and came towards us. As I was nearest to his hand, he seized me and, taking me from the ground, turned me over in his palm, feeling my limbs to see if they were fat. But by the grace of God, whose name shall be exalted, I was lean and wasted with fatigue and affliction. So he set me down and seized another, whom he turned over and felt in the same manner. He too was lean, and he let him go. But he took one after another until he came to the master of ship, a big man and fat. With him he was satisfied. Then, seeing what he was about to do, we hid our eyes and did not look again until the ogre, having cooked and eaten our master, threw his bones on a heap of others on the side of the apartment. Afterwards he arose and laid himself down on the couch and slept, and his snoring was like the roll of thunder. We crept forth from the house in terror, feeling that it were happier to be killed by apes or drowned in the sea than to be roasted on live coals. A terrible death for a man. We then considered means of hiding or escaping from the place. But there was no place to hide, and the ship, our only way of escape, was gone. While we were lamenting, a spell seemed to be cast over us, so that our very excesses of fear drew us back to the ogre's house, wherein we sat before and slept. Again we were awakened by the thunder of the ogre's approach, and again he came and selected one of our number. When, having eaten, he slept on the couch, we conversed together. Thinking to find some way of escape, one said, By Allah, by Allah, let us kill him! And he proposed a plan. Listen, O oh my brothers, I said on hearing this. If we seek to kill him, let us first prepare some rafts on which to escape, or if we may fail our purpose, and on these rafts we can at worst be drowned, which is better than being roasted. They answered me, Thou art right! So we set to work and gathered stout pieces of wood and carried them to the seashore, where we constructed rafts and stowed food upon them in readiness for our hasty departure. Then we returned to the giant's house to carry out our plan. The sound of his snoring told us that he still slept, so we took two sharp-pointed iron spits and heated the points red-hot in the fire. Then we approached him cautiously and, at a given signal, thrust the red-hot points one into each of his eyes and bore upon the spits with our combined weight. He arose with a mighty roar, and we fled right and left, for his sight being destroyed, we feared his blind rage. He searched for us, but not finding us, he groped for the door and went forth uttering loud cries which shook the earth. In great haste and lashed by mortal fear, we gained the seashore and launched our rafts. But scarcely had we gained the water when we saw the ogre approaching, led by a female more gigantic and more hideous than himself. We swam out, pushing the rafts before us, but they hurled great rocks after us, and many of our number were killed. Three alone, including myself, escaped, and, after much stress and peril, we reached another island. You have 
been listening to Empat Studios' presentation of the myths from around the world, a special Dog Days of Podcasting contribution. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. The stories that we have shared can be found at gutenberg.org. We can be found on Facebook on the Masterpiece Audio Theatre page, on nimlas.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjams.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 unported license. Thanks for joining us.